Welcome to the Church Butler Lunch and Learn podcast. We help put social media to work for your church. Social media is your opportunity to engage your community all week long, reach new people, and start new conversations. Every week, we'll bring you a dose of practical, tactical, skill-building training as we talk to communicators, church leaders, and members of our team. Are you ready? Let's get to today's session. Hey, Kenny Jang here with the Church Butler Lunch and Learn podcast. Once again, we are on the road, a special trip to Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, I've got three gentlemen here with expertise in church communications, and I just thought it, it's something that we can't waste. First, we got DJ to my right, DJ Chuang. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hi, DJ Chuang here, and I'm currently working with the Dot Bible Registry, so the internet now has domain names that end in .bible for instant association for your brand and uh, initiatives. My name is Tyler Rominger and uh, I run a uh, church website company, but beyond that, a platform. So we've created a drag and drop technology uh, called Ministry Designs that allows churches to easily implement websites at the click of a button. Uh, my name is Vincent Romager. I'm also with Ministry Designs. Uh, I run basically the direct, uh, I guess you could say I'm the director of operations and oversight of customer service at Ministry Designs. Uh, we are here as your guests, gentlemen. Tell us a little bit about where we are. We're in a very cool environment for our Lunch and Learn today. Yeah, so we're at Hopcat in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, Hopcat's kind of a little eatery place uh, that's local to, I believe, Michigan area. So I think there's some maybe in Indiana, but... Um, the biggest reason why we took uh, Kenny and DJ here was for the crack fries. Uh, the name crack fries comes because apparently they're so addictive that you just always have to come back for their fries. We are all anticipating the crack fries at the table. But they just uh, brought up the guacamole and the, um, the queso with the chips, so we're going to dive right in. Um, today I thought we'd talk about Roundtable here. Just things that we as communicators sometimes miss about building our church websites uh, when we're trying to reach our target audiences. As we know in Church Bible, we talk about target, attract, and engage. The website is a key component to that. So I thought we'd go around and just share just one thing that you must, must, must do with your church website. One thing that you must be thinking about doing. And if you're not doing that right now, well, you have to hit pause and really bring the team together and start to think about this and have some discussions internally. So um, we're going to start with you, DJ. What's what's the one thing you think every church website should really consider and put out there? Well, one of the hobbies I have is visiting churches. I know it's kind of a weird one, but I, love, I'm, I consider myself a church connoisseur. And so <laughs> when I go to church websites, I want to find the time, location, and maybe a phone, phone number or email. And you would not believe that most churches, it seems to me, don't have that readily available. I have to click around. I have to search and hunt. And I'm somebody that wants to go to your church. <laughs> right, exactly. Can you imagine what it's like for the average visitor that is new to church? Or, or someone who's just, skeptical? Oh, or... goodness, yeah. So that's my top advice that is easy to do. It's amazing. It is amazing how many churches don't have their locations or directions or even just that address to, to punch into the GPS. Um, we want to make it easy, easy, easy for that new visitor, right? Uh, that's a great one. So, Tyler, what about you? Yeah, so I want to uh, kind of approach it from a different angle. So we, all of the time, it's common that we hear the church, uh, the website is the new front door to your church. Well, 
that that concept goes beyond a pretty design right so when you walk into the front door of a church most of the time you have a plan for that visitor right you have a new visitor area you have a new uh, you have a gift for them those exact same things should be communicated on your website we say you know we have a most websites that we see have a button that say new here and then they ask for some email information and that's about it what we have to start doing as church leaders is communicating that we have a, a plan and an experience for this visitor of your church website beyond beyond the website right so lead them through a progression of understanding about where to park potentially or lead them through a progression of understanding about what's going to happen with their children but we have to we have to be able to articulate to them through our website that we have more than just a pretty page. So that's a great point, um, and it's very strategic. It's something that we constantly are thinking about. Um, how do we engage our people and get them to go beyond just the site? What are you talking about? Can you give us some concrete examples? Are you talking about videos? Are you talking about articles? Are you talking about emails? What what texting? What is it that you're talking about that goes beyond the website? Yeah, so we have a um, one of the, the churches that we serve. Uh, I can't think of the URL off the top of my head. But what they've actually done is um, they have created on their homepage an, an entire new here experience. And so what they've done is they've evaluated all of the data. What is somebody looking for when they're engaging in your church website? And they address those point by point through a logical progression, right? So. The, one of the things that uh, somebody would want to know is what's going to happen with my children and are my children going to be well cared for? This is one of the largest concerns of people in my demographic when I visit a church. I want to know that my kids are going to be cared for. So they address that. And then the logical next step would be, you know, where do I park when I get there? And, you know, so it's a really a good experience for for the user because they they gain understanding uh, in a logical way. Uh, from start to finish, and and they're not surprised when they actually get to your front door. And then, who's if they can get there? If they can get there. <laughs> if they can get there, DJ. Yes. Um, so whose responsibility does that content fall on? Is it the, for instance, in that that example of the family or the kids ministry area? Um, is it the communications department? Is it the uh, welcome committee? Is it the actual children's ministry? How do people? determine how to wrangle that content out of the right people and put it on the website. Yeah, so one of the things that we're actually uh, working on internally is um, we've, we've identified the five objections for uh, churches when they're trying to improve their website. And so one of the things that we, we talk about now is building an effective team and pulling people from specific demographics, not necessarily with a technical background, but with specific locations inside of the church that have the ability to go to that specific, you know, whether it's the children's ministry or the family ministry or whatever, and then you assign one point person to, to gather that information, and then you have that individual displayed on the site and in a way that's a, a, is effective. Because what we see is a lot of times you get caught in the minutia of going back and forth and conversations and emails and all, and it basically slows the entire process down. If you allocate that task to one individual in that specific ministry area, you're going to get your uh, you're going to get a return significantly quicker. Wow, that's that's pretty powerful. It's actually pretty logical, also if you think about it. Very intuitive. I'm going to put you here on the spot. Can you recall on demand those five objections that you uh, mentioned here? 
Yeah, so um, Vincent might have to help me with this. Uh, the One of them is uh, understanding, right? So a lot of times churches don't necessarily understand the full scope of a web project or they don't understand how to implement one. So that's a roadblock. Um, the next is uh, the allocation of time, right? So who's going to be responsible for this? How are we going to get this you know, pushed through? Who's going to have the conversations? The third is a financial obligation, which we actually have kind of a, a unique strategy to helping churches overcome that. Even the ones that you talked about right there. The financial one, I think, is very interesting to me. I've actually bumped into a couple of churches recently that think in today's day and age, you need to set aside a huge amount of resources um, to build a website. And frankly, that's not the case anymore today, right? Like. Right. Um, and, you know, um, ministrywebsitedesigns.com is actually a, a great example of that. Um, Vince, maybe you can share with people, you know, in terms of budgeting, what should an average church... Now, we're talking average churches. We're not talking about mega churches. We're not talking about, the, you know, the, the ones that have TV shows and everything like that. The average church in America that has maybe uh, 200 people or 300 people or less, um, what should they be thinking about budgeting for the website? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, churches of all sides really have specific needs of, that, that kind of vary from a small church to a large church. Um, it depends on, on really what you're looking for inside of your church website. Now, at Ministry Designs, um, we kind of cater to that church in the medium area, right? So there's going to be mega churches out there that are spending ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 on a website, <clears throat> but that's not really the case for, for all these churches out there. I mean, you... you you can actually build an amazing looking website for a, a fraction of that price. So for a run of the mill church, I would say, I mean, if you have a budget of a thousand to $1,500, you can get an amazing website that has everything you need that can compete with the mega churches out there. And the thing that's beautiful nowadays that um, wasn't necessarily the case maybe 10 years ago is that the design trends now are so simple that um, really what you want to do with your church website is keep it as simple as possible, right? So you want to follow the, the, KISS, method, the KISS method. Keep it uh, super simple, I guess you could say. Um, and and there's, you really don't need the big bucks to design these websites anymore because the, the trends that are out there are very simple. So one, I would say even one, one mistake that a lot of churches are making are that they're trying to do too much with their church website and they tend to clutter the site, make it um, really makes the user experience really cluttered and uh, frustrating to try to grow through. So one thing that I would really encourage churches to do is take a look at their site and just see what they can take away. A lot of churches you'll find that have content that is three, four, five months out. They'll have event banners that are two months old. You, you mean you need to clean that out, get it updated, and really take away some of the clutter to really simplify the site to make it easier for those that are visiting your, your church website. Okay, Tyler, we're going to check back in with you as we round out that list of five. Tyler, take it away. Okay, so so here are the five major objections. Now, inside of these five major, major objections, there uh, are a whole bunch of smaller objections that you'll encounter. But uh, we have um, understanding, we have building a team. You need to build an effective team that has an understanding. We have um, learning about effective technologies. And then we have finding the money and saving you time, right? So it's really um, it's a larger understanding about what your church does, who they are, and then how to effectively communicate that. Building the team to support uh, a new project, uh, understanding what technologies are available to you and what fits your needs, uh, finding the money to uh, create the project, 
and then uh, how to save time in that process. So those, those would be the five. Uh, Vince, we're going to round out that the list of must-dos with your websites. What's your super tip for everybody, given the experience you've seen over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of websites? Yeah, so I've actually had the, the personal pleasure of working with thousands of churches all over the world. Um, and one thing that I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys, and it's a secret, that, that people typically overlook, and it's it, it only takes a sentence or two. One thing that churches are missing is is ex- really is is showing or explaining the dress code for their church, right? So ah uh, yes. So the the reason why this is important is because thank you. The the reason why this is important is because people that are coming to your church for the first time, and th- and that's going to be the large number of people that are coming to your website, right? Or the people that have not yet been to your church. And they want to know, so the goal of the website really is to get them as comfortable as possible with walking through the front door of your ministry. And one thing that the person that are visiting your church for the first time, they want to feel comfortable, they want to feel a part of the church, they don't want to, they don't want to stand out at all. So the one thing that they're looking for is what to wear to church. Um, and if you think about it, for, for people that are unchurched, right, there's such a, a persona of, you know, the Sunday best, your shirt and tie, your nice pants, when that's really not the case in a lot of churches anymore. Um, so that's really a, a common... And how embarrassing is it when you show up in like a, a tuxedo and everyone's wearing shorts or something like that, right? Yeah, you got James Bond walking through like a beach party. But, I mean, there's there's so many churches now that, you know, just come as you are is really kind of the message. And, and that's something that people don't really show or explain on their website. So that's really a very small barrier to entry for people to come visit church is just really what you're wearing on Sunday. This is why it's so important to never use stock photography on your site. Take real pictures of real things happening in your church and publish them on your site. It gives a real live experience of what they're going to see when they get there. Yeah, everyone here, um, if they've heard me talk in the past, the concept of paparazzi previews, this is what we're talking about. You know, when we think about paparazzi, their job, they think is to leave no stone unturned, nothing left to the imagination. Because, as Vince said, so many people have baggage when they think about churches, right? In their mind, uh, they have all these memories of what churches used to be, and they might not have had a church experience recently. So, um, yeah, I think showing paparazzi previews of how people are at worship and what you can dress code is probably one of the most humanizing things you can do for a visitor today. Yeah, absolutely. well, there you have it. We got some advice from the pros here, looking at hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of churches and websites, um, some critical elements that you guys have to put into consideration and into play with your own website. So that's that's your question of the day is, are you actually doing these things that we've talked about today? I'd love to hear your feedback and comment and hear from your perspective, what's the one thing that you are doing that's a must-have that really is visitor-centric? on your website. Um, our food has just arrived. We've, we're looking at our beautiful crack fries. And uh, <laughs> DJ, you've got some um, cheese-alicious burger going on that just is um, looks beyond belief. If everyone had smell-o-vision, um, I think people would be knocked out right now. Um, we're going to sign off here and enjoy our lunch together as we do that. Gentlemen, why don't you just share your digits, your social handles? How can people who heard um, today's episode, get in touch with you uh, directly. Uh, easy, easiest way is to go to get.bible and click contact. Yeah, ministrydesigns.com, ministrywebsitedesigns.com, it'll all take you to the same page. Just go there and ask for me. 
Yep, just same thing. Uh, if you go to ministrywebsitedesigns.com, there's actually a chat feature on there. You can ask for either Tyler or myself, and we'd be happy to chat with you guys. And I'm Kenny Jan. You can always reach out at Church Butler. Our website is www.butler.church. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Lunch and Learn. Hopefully you got something out of it. We are constantly responding to the requests that you make. So let me know what are the topics that you would love to learn about, talk about, and also who you'd like to hear from as we continue our journey across the country, meeting up with church communicators with our Lunch and Learn. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Remember, be social and stay social. If you enjoyed today's session, please help us share resources like today's Lunch and Learn with more church communicators across the country. The best way for you to help is to thumb up this episode and leave some feedback on iTunes. It really makes a difference. And for more information on our online training platform and done-for-you social media graphic services, visit our website at www.butler.church.